Welcome to another episode of Refill by YBGG. And thank you for joining us once again. I'm your host, Danielle Smith, The Globe Coach. This is the home of all things personal development, authentic conversations, audio blogs, and tangible advice to expedite your journey. Steep some chai tea or grab some Hennessy. It's time to refill your cup. Today, we are joined by the lovely Sasha Vela, who is a realtor and financial coach. And we also have with us Malika Smith, who is a financial advisor and strategist. So um, we're going to be talking about financial abundance and having a money magnet mindset today. Um, I'd like to start off with asking the ladies to introduce themselves. Just tell us a little bit about the work that you do um, in your uh, day-to-day life. Yeah, sure. So I'll go first. Um, Hi, everyone. Good evening. Thank you, Danielle, for having us. It's a pleasure. Um, My name is Sasha Vela. I'm a realtor here in the GTA. I'm also a financial coach. I pride myself with working with uh, first-time buyers, resale, condos, um, you name it, I pretty much do it. Um, I work in the community um, with people, you know, getting ready to buy, uh, to get into the market, into homeownership. Um, And that's kind of my niche in um, financial services. I help people adequately save, um, understand how money works and get closer to their goals. Awesome. Malika? That's so amazing, Sasha. Thank you so much, Danielle, for inviting me to this podcast. I'm so excited. Um, So thank you, ladies, for having me. That's amazing answer, Sasha. I love the answer. Um, I'm Malika Smith. I am a financial strategist. I call myself a strategist because I find um, as financial advisors, they just advise you and then send you on your way. But I want to work with you. Let's work this out together and let's get to our next goal. Let's get to our dreams and goals. So what are sometimes, you know, my clients will be like, you know what, Malika, I can't afford it. I don't have a job. I'll like, send me over your resume. Let me send it to somebody. Let's fix that resume. I would even pay for it sometimes in, in, in position, right? Because people want to get to where they want to go. They just need assistance. They need accountability. They need guidance. So I help them along with that because I want them to get to their next goal. I think something that's not talked about a lot is financial independence. And I'm not sure why it's not talked about a lot, because we don't think we can get there. So everybody else don't think they can, we can get there. But I show them simple strategies. Let's get out of debt, right? Let's start saving. Let's protect our income. And let's get you to that goal of financial independence. Awesome. What's uh, one thing that um, most people don't know about you that you want to share with the audience? Ooh, one thing that most people... Hold on. Let me see. One thing that, that most people... you. I'm very transparent, so I think everybody knows everything about me, Um, (laughs) but let's see. One thing that most people don't know about me, I wouldn't say that I'm shy. Maybe a food that you hate, um, that most people love. Okay, so this is so weird, but I don't like raisins. (laughs) I cannot swallow them. Um, yeah, I just don't like raisins. And they're like, do you like grapes? I was like, yeah, but they're like the same. No, because after <laughs> it grew, not the same thing, right? So uh, other than that, I think raisins is my biggest fear. Um, I guess one thing that people don't know about me is, would be, I never used to like fish because when I was like six years old, 
Uh, my dad gave me fish and there was a bone in it and I almost mm-hmm. choked to death. So yeah. For the longest time, I didn't eat any fish um, until I got older. Okay. Yeah. Sasha, what about you? One um, unknown uh, fact about you or like an unpopular opinion that you might have, um, something that the people wouldn't expect. Um, I guess I kind of have a, a cool fact. Um, well, first I'm adopted. So I have a little bit of a different um, upbringing and mindset around things because I grew up in a different culture than my own. Um, and also, I guess I learned how to drive. Uh, the first car I learned how to drive was six speed. So um, I drive manual. A lot of people don't look at me like that. So <laughs> so for those who are listening, I'm um, about like five foot petite girl, very girly girl. So <laughs> people don't tend to think that. Um, so I guess that's my little curveball. <laughs> I like that both of you um, reference things that had to do with your childhood, um, especially when it comes to the topic of your mindset and your money mindset, um, your first experiences can really um, shape the way that you manage, see, um, and understand money um, well into your adult years. Um, So that kind of leads into my next question. What were your first impressions about money growing up? So I'll go, Sasha, I'll go first. Um, My first impression about money growing up, I don't know if um, when you come from a a home, especially a Caribbean home, it'll be like money doesn't grow on tree, right? (laughs) Um, You know, you can't have this, you can't have that. It's like, um, oh, you need to save your money. You can't, you know, everything was about you need to save your money, money doesn't grow on trees. So you can't, you can't have any toys, you can't, you can't have anything. It was a lot of you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. Um, but while I was much younger, I went to like a prep school, right? Which is a very like, you know, there's a lot of rich kids in this school. So I'm seeing these rich kids that have like these amazing book bags and they have parties and stuff like that. So I was a bit confused because I was like, well, how come they have these things? And I can't have, you know, a lunch kit that works, you Mm -hmm. know, where my juice doesn't drain all over my bread. So I was a bit confused. So yeah so with the you can't do this you can't have that and I came from a very big family so everything has to be very small it was like okay you get one piece of chicken and you got to eat it because we don't have enough money you know for for you to get fed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah what about yourself I love that the juice filling on the bread, the soggy bread. (laughs) bread. Can I get a lunch kit that really works? (laughs) I love it. I'm picturing it's like the nostalgia right now. Um, So for me, it was, I think, a matter of hard work will pay off. Um, I think I was fortunate enough to see that early on to be inspired and motivated by that. My dad worked like super crazy hours, um, you know, nights, days. Um, He had a really good job, but he had to drive um, an hour and a half um, to get there. Um, So it was like, you know, and it really hit me when, um, you know, my mom for a period of time, she was off because there was four of us, four kids. um, And uh, when we were younger and then, you know, she ended up working at Burger King for a couple years. And it was the Burger King across from 
um, my brothers, cause we went to different high schools cause, um, he was still in French. I dropped out of French at like grade eight. I didn't go to a French high school. Um, and you know, the kids would go there and like make fun of my mom and like make fun of him and stuff like that. And it was like, my mom had degrees. Like my mom was like very wise, very educated woman. And it was like so hard to see that. And I guess it comes in two parts because growing up, I realized like, shoot, like, they must work hard because like our, I don't, I don't feel the suffer. Like our fridge is full. Like I don't feel, um, stretched. Um, we don't go on like crazy vacations, but you know, we'll pack up the car and we'll go like to a cottage and little things like that. And, um, so I really saw like how hard they had to work. And then it was one year when we were supposed to go to like Disneyland, which I've or Disneyland. Yeah. Which I've never been to still I'm in my thirties. I've never been, um, one year we were supposed to go and we were getting prepared for it. And then, um, at dinner there at dinner table, my parents were like, Oh, we're not going anymore because they're making, they're having layoffs at my dad's work. And then that's when I was kind of like, wow, like, you know, it put it into perspective for me that it's like, okay, like if he doesn't work, we can't do things like mm-hmm. they got to work. Right. Cause there was times where I was like, dad, can't you just like, can't you come to my soccer games? Like, can't you be here? Can't you be there? Um, and you know, they had to work. My parents work. We were very independent, very early. Um, but I just want to say now my parents are retired traveling the world, like not this year with COVID. Um, but they're really, uh, doing well for themselves. Um, my dad came, uh, yeah, my dad came from a poor family. Um, he's been working since 14 and my mom came from a family of doctors. So to watch them be raised different, but, but then be where they are in life. Um, I'm very grateful to be, um, you know, raised by hard workers and, and to have that, that mindset that hard work will pay off. It seems like both of you come from really hardworking families. Um, as much as there might not have been as much abundance as you would have liked, you definitely um, might have picked up some of their work ethic um, that allowed you guys to see the success that you have today. So mindset wise, um, how did you shift from money doesn't grow on trees to abundance is our birthright? Um, what, what did that mindset shift look like for both of you? Well, I'll take it away. I'll go first. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So- for me, as I said, I went to like a prep school. So I see people like kids in my age around the same age have this abundance um, while my family didn't have that abundance. So I hanging out with them who have abundance. They invited me to their birthday party. I prayed. I was like, God, please let, let them invite me to the birthday party. Let them invite me to the birthday party. Right. And they did. So I get to, I, I get to see how they live. I get to see their big houses. I get to see their own room while there was 10 of us in one room, right? So I got exposure to that and it made me realize that, okay, not everybody is like my household. There's other people who have different things. So ever since I was growing up, I realized that, okay, Maliki, you got to go get what you want, right? So you can get your own room one day. You got to go what get what you want so you can get your own car one day so my mindset started changing ever was since 11 years old because I was like I know I can get these things but I didn't know how I can get these things right so and then the amazing thing about life is once you set yourself up for success 
-hmm. people start coming in your way to show you more of that success. So yeah. then I started meeting different people who had different career paths who were saying, okay, Malika, this is how you get a car. Malika, this is how you get your own apartment. So it all started aligning together because I start being around it and I start manifesting it. I didn't know what it was called then, right? Now yeah. I got older, I realized what it was called, mm -hmm. but I was always hanging around people who had more than me and who was who were better than me so I can achieve to where they wanted there. I love that. I love that. I learned the same way. Um, I'll just be in an environment and I'll just have to make sense of what's going on and how did you get that? And okay, that person said hi in that manner and they spoke to them and asked those questions. I'm, I'm a very much a hands-on learner. Yeah. Um, where if I sit down and might have like a textbook that I have to absorb within whatever a day, a few hours or whatever, I'll definitely pick up the lessons much quicker doing it myself and being within that environment. Um, Sasha, what did that mindset shift look like for you? Very similar experiences, right? And how they shape you. Um, so, you know, I was, I had that example, um, especially from my dad. Um, and then I'll even, I'll even go back to like, you know, being adopted by my family, I was in foster care. And, you know, I was, I saw early on that you're a product of your environment, and how different my environment was, because I was taken out of it. And um, not even just because I was taken out of it, but because I was taken out of it, how different it was. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a lesson on its own. Um, if I want more, I'm in charge of that, what I get. Um, and no one else is going to give me happiness or, you know, an abundance of money. It's really me that's going to make it happen. Because even if I receive, you know, inheritance or this or that, how long is that going to stretch if I don't have the knowledge behind it, right? We got to create it and then sustain it. I have a question. How, um, Firstly, did you guys experience any feelings of resentment or envy when you were um, amongst your peers that you were able to learn from? And if, um, if so, how, or if you didn't, how did you prevent yourself from feeling um, jealous of the people around you? Because that could have blocked your blessing, which would, which, sorry, which would have prevented you from learning um, from these people. So how did you kind of guard your mind so you could see that this is a blessing um, for you to be surrounded by and learn from these people? Yeah, for, so for me, um, I remember, you know, young being young and, you know, being around friends that had pools and this and that. And I felt fortunate growing up. Um, but I think for me, it was just black and white in a sense of my parents just gave me a reality check. They were always honest with me. Mm -hmm. They always said, well, we, you know, we don't, we can't afford a house like that, Sasha, you know, and they would always kind of shed light on the positive. You know, at least we have a house, at least this, at least that. So I, I learned from early on. And I also learned that, you know, some people with the pools and the mansions and things aren't happy. And I had love and my family was close and still is. And we have love, you know, and I realized that when the holidays came around and, and the birthdays came around, sometimes I remember specifically my childhood friend, I'd go to her, her birthday and she had the pool and everything. And, you know, there was like, a couple friends there three friends or whatever there um for whatever whatever reason but I remember inviting her to my birthday and her mom like it just crying with my mom saying oh my gosh thank you so much this is the first birthday she's ever been invited to so I realized like I, my cake's homemade it's not you know the store-bought crazy cake I don't have you know the the guests come like the the 
the um, special guests, throwing the clowns and the balloons and all that. Like it's a very minimal party, but I'm happy and it's it's okay. So I learned on early that, you know, we're doing the best we can and I have love and I'm blessed. A lot of gratitude and being grateful for what you already do have. Yeah. Lika, how did you um, kind of curb those feelings when you were um, in the midst of people that were doing better than you or better? I like to say better because it's, it's just perceived that they're doing better, but financially. Right, right. Right, exactly. Yeah. Financially. So I grew up in a Christian home, right? So um, my grandmother was responsible. I'm Anglican, so she was responsible for cleaning the church. So that means I had to clean the church, right? Not her. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go to um, Sunday school. So in terms of like jealousy and envy, like I didn't really partake in those things because I think from a young early age, well, this is something that I'm going to share now and I'm thinking back, Daniel's just bringing up the path, you know, something that people don't know about me actually and I'm thinking about it is that I almost died when I was four years old I almost drowned right um, my dad was going out in the ocean and I wanted to go and I said could you take me he's like no right because they were going to swim over to um, uh, another part of the island and he said no and I'm like I'm going so I was like I'm gonna let you go ahead of me and I'm gonna come follow you right so I started swimming, right? I was four, I started swimming in the ocean and then I got tired. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm tired, I'm going back, right? So I, I didn't even swim far. So I turned around to go back, but I got tired. I was like, okay, maybe I reached land now. And I just dropped like I sunk, but I was going down, right? I was gonna drown. So I pushed myself back up and I started to pray. I was like, God, please help me, save me, save me, right? And I just got that extra boost of courage to swim more. I was like, please let this be the, the, like sand. Please let the sand come closer to me. And then I went down slowly and I was like, oh my gosh. And then the water just came right at my eyes. Wow. Right. And I just walked right in wow. and I didn't say anything. I just told my mom about this, like, I think last year, oh, right. Wow. That I almost died. So I think from a young age, I was already put in a position that you got to be grateful, you got to be thankful, and people are there to guide you and help you on where you want to go. So I, I see people as like stepping stones, because if I pray and I ask God for something, I, mm -hmm. I always find that I find people that comes into my life to help me to get there. Wow. I like that you guys are really grounded from a really young age, it seems. Um, and you kind of knew yourselves and knew what you wanted, which kept you um, pretty mindful and grounded on that journey to financial abundance, which I think is important because you can get lost um, in that world. And kind of, if you don't know yourself, you can kind of become somebody who you're not. Um, so I think that's, that's really important. That leads into my next question. Um, if you guys are parents or aunties, um, what lessons are you trying to leave behind? Um, what lessons are you trying to um, cultivate and teach even like your younger um, children and or cousins around you? Yeah, okay. so go ahead, Sasha. Yeah, thanks, Malika. Um, I'm a mother of two. Um, I have a six-year-old daughter uh, who's a mini me, very social. Um, and then I have a son who's two. Um, so for me, it's, you know, the, the the simplicity of budgeting 
and how far you're to stretch and how, how long your dollar can go and the importance of, you know, where to put it and, and what to put your money into. And I know it sounds funny saying this to a six-year-old, but we do this all the time. I bought her a little register. We go around the house and we purchase things from the store and we have, and I ask her all the time, you know, what's more important, um, you know, purchasing the two barrettes or the big headband or purchasing the one barrette and taking some money home. You know what I mean? So we have these conversations um, and it's beautiful to see it unravel in real life because we'll go to the store and she's looking at the numbers of the chocolate bars. I'm like, yeah. And I, I'll test her. I'm like, you could have a candy. She has her own money. Um, and I made that a, a priority to, you know, give her money to see how she manages it. It's one thing to manage your parents' money. Right. And then it's another thing, if this is your money and your purse, yeah. how long are you going to have that until that purse is empty? Right. And then she doesn't like that feeling. Right. So it's a bigger picture, right? We don't like our bank accounts empty, right? So uh -huh. how long can, we, what can we do to sustain that? And then even furthermore, grow that money. So over the summer, she had her little business, her little nail salon business. Um, it was only, you know, me and her father, she was painting our nails, but <laughs> we, 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 he was such a good champ, like a good sport over it too. Um, but you know, and she painted the dog sales. Um, but it was a matter of, you know, okay, you have a little salon now and I'm blessed to have friends that really encourage her as well. Um, they bought her a little agenda, you know what I mean? And, and she was booking appointments and she understood like, mom, if I have 24 hours in the day, you know, example, if I have 24 hours in the day and I work about 10 hours of the day and I take 25 minutes to have a break and I can book this many people times this, how much can I make? How much can I save? What can I buy? You know what I mean? So it's these little things. Um, and I'm very, very honest with her. She sees this is a different world now, right? We're working from home. She sees me working from home. So mm -hmm. she understands like I have to work and I tell her and I'm very honest about it. I'm working, you know, we, how do we think, how do you think we get food in the fridge? How do you think you're getting that nice toy? How do you think we're doing this? How do you think we're doing this? This costs money. And I try my best not to reward her, um, I like, I let her go shopping type of thing. I do. I try not to reward her with big toys and gadgets because I like her to realize that there's the dollar value. And I like her to decide where her money goes and how much things are. I feel like if I bring home, you know, um, expensive things, non-expensive, whatever the case is, she may not understand the value. She just may understand, oh, I did something good. I get something, I get something, but there's value and lessons behind that. Right. And work that needs to be put in. So, um, you know, it's fun. It's fun. And I'm, I'm excited to see um, as she graduate, like as she graduates from age to age to see mm -hmm. um, where I can implement and introduce more uh, strategies and practices like a credit card. She'll probably be one of her youngest friends to have a credit card. But I think and I, I know it'll be um, she'll, it'll be a good thing for her, a benefit for her um, growing up. It's funny that you mentioned that it's different when it's their money. My son is 12. And as soon as it shifted to his own money, it's actually, I don't think I need that. Exactly. Like, hey, the energy just shifted exactly. completely instead of mom, please, why not? I have to have it to, mm -hmm. okay, you know what? I can actually wait um, a month because I, I'm feeling um, the effects of this money being spent. So yeah. Exactly. And then when that little wallet's gone or whatever, it's like, oh my gosh, like, where's all my money? Well, you spent it. Work, you can't make any more. <laughs> they'll so, they'll yeah. spend your money like that. <laughs> Totally. So what, what lessons are you leaving behind for um, the generation so, to come? So I don't have any children yet, but you know, Sasha's children are my children. Yeah. 
my sister's <laughs> children are my everybody else's children are yeah. my children just like when we were growing up we had like they, they say it takes a village to raise a child and yeah. i think that will continue no matter what um generation whether it's the millennials and gen z the gen x it doesn't matter right so yeah. to me empowering them about the importance of finance because that wasn't instilled in me that wasn't empowering me and what goals do you want so yeah. i start first with the vision i want to know what is it that you want right why do you believe that you want it and how much is it going to cost you let's let's figure out the cost and how long is it going to take for you to get it right i think the important thing is um, I want to go back to the to the old days when people were actually saving their money, investing their money to get what they want instead of looking for insta gratification, you know, and yeah. using the credit cards and stuff like that. So I have a nephew who I push entrepreneur spirit to him. So I was so happy when you said that, Sasha, with Jilla, with, with her own um, entrepreneur salon. I was so happy for that because I'm always pushing that with the kids. I was like, hey. Working on getting your own money is better than, you know, um, working for somebody else. Because guess what? You can get more money, right? Because if you work for somebody else, they're going to pay you what they think you are worth. But if you work for yourself, guess what? You can pay yourself anything, right? So you, the goal is if you do need to get the experience, sure, by all means, go and get the experience to, to work with somebody else, right? But don't forget the end goal is to get your own stuff, right? Ownership is very important to me. So I always preach, you got to get your own stuff. Learn from other people because guess what? That person used to work for somebody else until they realized that, okay, now I can step out on my own and own my own nail salon, own my own um, whatever it is, right? STEM program, own my own salon, whatever you want, right? So my goal is always fight for ownership, right? Budget and away from the credit cards. <laughs> I think that instant, the instant gratification thing is huge. I remember when my son was a little bit younger and I was asking him what he wants to be when he's older. He was like, well, I want to be a YouTuber. And I was like, okay, well, how do I attack this? Because you just see these people, you've walked in on their highlight reel. You have no idea how long they've been recording and no one was watching their videos before they got here. Um, and mm -hmm. then also the work ethic. How do I teach him the work ethic when the job is to be yourself. Right. Um, so that was a challenge for me to explain like the work that goes into it and try to show them the behind the scenes and the skills that are required um, to make it in that field. Whatever industry you're getting into, it's a lot more than um, what you're seeing if you walk in on the ending um, results of all the hard work. So it's it's a big difference um, in terms of what they're seeing and what how they're shown what success looks like and how you achieve it. Um, they'll tell me these crazy stories and they'll be like, someone just ate I don't know, 500 burgers and they got $10,000. And I'm like, that is not like everyday reality, son. Like, that's awesome. Yes. But, you know, it's, it's a big shift. Um, so now speaking to present day Malika and Sasha, um, how do you guys empower yourselves right now today, knowing that the top 1% of the world um, doesn't have that many people that look like us? So Danielle, you have two quotes on your, your um, Instagram. <laughs> And I had to, when I saw them, I was like, you know what? I got to, I got to touch on these. The first okay. one is, I want you to stop feeling guilty for putting yourself first. And the second one is don't allow the opinion of others to dictate who you're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And I really enjoy those two quotes because I think that is the pinnacle of you going out there, no matter what it takes, going out there and be your best self, mm -hmm. you know, 
we are not in school, you, you go to school, they, they teach us to get a job, right? They don't teach us about the skills that we need for personal finance and the fundamentals that we need to be our best self, right? And the other thing is the school system is designed to, so you finish school, you graduate, go look for a job. Not you finish school, you graduate, go become an entrepreneur, right? So I like those two quotes because to me, you know, the 1%, all they did was habits. They yeah. have it different from our habits who are not that 1%, yeah. right? If we start just simple little habits, we can get there into that 1% um, section, right? Yeah. People yeah. think it's like, you know, oh my gosh, I want to be an actor. I want to be a singer. I want to be this. I was like, I saw a YouTube kid is making millions of dollars just by reviewing toys, mm -hmm. right? So I realized that it's not about like, whether you're an actor or a dancer or a singer, is what habits does this child have while he's successful, right? Mm -hmm. What habits does a singer, a dancer, your football player, somebody who owns, you know, their own salon, what habits do they have that made them become successful? So that to me is very important. What are my daily habits? Because my daily habits is what's gonna allow me to achieve success in the future. I love that. It seems that you're so focused on abundance that you just see the opportunities and the lessons everywhere. Um, exactly. You allow yourself to be swayed by um, whatever we believe is the norm or what we, we see as the traditional um, top 1%. It's you're, you're empowering yourself um, with your own beliefs and affirmations. Sasha, um, how do you empower yourself um, with the super competitive field that you work in being real estate? Um, how do you empower yourself on a daily basis? Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Um, I think, you know, what Malika said was so beautiful and she is such a big part of my circle of influence. So I think that on one, that, that alone is so powerful to really evaluate who you have around you that can keep you on your A game, believe it or not. It's people like Malika Smith that want me to do better. I call her Money Smith. So it's people like her that want me to be better, right? And lead me to be who I am. So I think it's about being part of the change um, and leading by example. Um, in such a saturated in, um, industry, in such a, you know, um, there's a, everybody's got either an auntie, an uncle, a brother, a sister, everybody knows somebody that's a realtor. Um, what I've always wanted to stand out for was my uh, genuine um, need and desire to help people. I feel I really have a need to serve. Um, I want to see change. And that's what led me back to the financial industry and services is because, yeah, I can sell homes. Yeah, I can buy homes. Yeah, we can do this. But, you know, it's really my community and people of color that that's why I got into real estate to be part of that change and to, you know, blow that status away that, you know, that statistic that we're so less likely to own real estate. We have, we're suffering from, you know, lack of social capital from a lot of things in the past. And I just, you know, I came in and I stood strong and I said, this is where I want to help. But I understood that that has to start with financial literacy. So I took a step back in a sense of leading my community. I'm still a very active realtor, but I took a step back in leading my community, especially during these trying times of COVID, instead of preaching buy and sell. Right now I'm preaching, let me help you figure your situation out. Let's get stable. Let's get secure. Let's get safe. How healthy can we get all of those, those um, aspects in order, right? Because this is, this won't be the last pandemic, or I don't know what we'll call it next, but something else 
is going to come. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, I hate to say that as sensitive as I'm trying to be, but we have to be prepared, right? There was a lot of realizations in the last couple months, last year almost now. Um, so I want to be part of that change. And I think that what's helped me stand out is just that is who I am and what I want. And I've stood very uh, strong by that. Um, I haven't fell victim victim to the trends and the the what's going on now, what's cool now. This is why I got into the industry. This is why I'm staying in the industry. And this is why I'm successful in the industry. Can you tell me a little bit more about the work that you ladies do? I believe it's through, is it Queenship? You said the name was of the, um, the organization that you have that empowers um, people with financial literacy. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're both okay. going to talk. Go ahead. Okay. Amazing. So basically our, the, what we do is empower women. Mm -hmm. Now we extend it to kingdom United, which is men, you know, men and women to become financially independent, you know, I, and I said this earlier in, in the podcast that I find that we don't talk a lot about financial independence. And I said to Sasha, we're going to make financial independence be a trend, yeah. right? Before you know it, there's no longer going to be 1% because we're going to make sure it's up to 2%. Yes, I know there's a billion of people in the world, but I was like, Sasha, we're going to be part of making financial independence be up to 2%. You know, people need guidance. People need accountability. And it's not, I, I believe that because when I sit down with, with my clients and I sit down with prospective clients, it's not for the fact that they don't want it. It's for the fact that life has been so challenging and so difficult that they feel that they can't get it. Right. Right. And because when you meet people there in, in, in the middle of their age, they're 30, 35, you know, 40, they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm just living to work. You know, one of the questions that we ask is, why do you work? And most people will say to pay bills. Right. And I know if I'd ask that question when they were 15 or 20 years um, they'd be like, no, I, I work because I want to be happy. I want to be free. I want to go on vacation. I, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. But now if you ask somebody at 35, 40, why do you work? It's to pay bills. Yeah. So our goal is to get you back to dreaming again, get you back to when you, when you were young and you had all this ambition and aspiration, you were going to do everything in life. You know, you had all these goals, get you back to that. Because it's not to say that they can't achieve them, is that they don't they didn't have the guidance, they didn't have the accountability, and they didn't have the habits to get to the goal. So our our goal is, I said to Sasha, we're not here to to motivate you because that comes from within, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. I'm here to make sure that I am gonna go through the trenches with you to make sure you get to that goal. Because I know you can get to that goal. So we we section it off little by little. Let's start where you are. Whether that's a dollar, let's start at that dollar, right? Whether that's $50, let's start you where you are. As you go along in life, right? Then we're going to add another goal. Then we're going to add another goal, right? To eventually to get you to that financial independence. That's it. Yeah. I'll just, I'll piggyback right away. That's exactly it. And as Malika said, you know, we're introducing those goals, speaking of those goals, speaking in those goals, because it's a bigger picture, but we got to start somewhere. It's about painting that goal and that vision. How would you put a puzzle together if you didn't have the box, right? You may have strategies, the border first, the inside, whatever the case is. But if you don't have a vision and you don't have like essentially a goal, how's your puzzle going to look? It's probably going to have mixed masked pieces. And that's oftentimes uh, perception of 
you know, our, how we're living our day to day, just kind of putting a puzzle piece there, putting an edge over there, red, white, black, who knows, right? So we're here to, to eliminate, you know, writing things off, writing off goals, writing off home ownership, writing off traveling, writing off our credit, our debt. Like we are just too young. I don't care how old you are. You're too young to write it off. Okay. And we have to bring that vision in that life. Just like what Malika said, finance, finances, it can be fun and very liberating. A lot of people, you know, just speaking about your debt and voicing it and having that conversation already gets you feeling better because that's often swept under the rug, right? So we're bringing awareness to this. We're bringing conversation to this. We're making it, you know, um, light and easy to chat about, but yet very serious and, um, you know, important and prioritize, prioritizing it because it is a priority. Our future is a priority. And if you think that it's too late to start now, well, think about your the generations to come. Think about your kids to come. Think about, you know, anybody and everybody that's coming after you. We can't have a better, you know, future if we don't start somewhere. Um, Queenship was started originally um, because we wanted to pour into queens. We felt that it doesn't matter if you're a mom or not, but if we can share with women, women naturally were nurturers and we want to share everything that's amazing with other women, other family members, everyone. So we wanted to pour into women that women could pour back into the world. Um, with the contagious love and um and growth that it's brought, it's attracted men as well. And of course, we're going to help our kings out as well. So we are Kingdom United helping women um, and men, um, you know, aunts, uncles, sons, cousins, brothers, sisters, everybody. Um, and, you know, there's really zero restrictions. If you have a heart, like if you're here and you're on earth, we're helping, right? So um, we just want to be that change. And the best part about it is if we can teach somebody to do better, we know that they can teach someone else. So we really want to make that impact and make that mark. I said, that was so amazing, Sasha. Thank you. You know, I thank you for wrapping that up. If we can make a change, I know if we can make a change with someone, we transfer that knowledge and you help somebody else because that's yeah. the beauty of life right? right um you share something with somebody they share it with somebody and that's how we all survive yeah i love the whole fun component to it as well because a lot of people when they um think of take getting their finances together they hear yeah. budgeting um and that can feel restricting for example i myself am a very free spirit i don't like to be restricted in any way shape or form um so just hearing like if I have an initial consult with somebody and I'm, I hear that I have to X out my plan or my vacation or my travel, um, which to me, I will not do for anything. Um, that's going to deter me from adhering to the plan because now I hear that I have to X out fun and I feel like I'm restricting myself, um, which can kind of, it doesn't feel fun to know that for the next 12 months, you're not going to be able to have anything to spend that makes you feel good. Um, so thank you for that. But Daniel, we um, we don't do that. Do exactly. What, yeah, you know I've what heard I say too many to times and I'm like, oh, this is not for me. Because don't restrict. I'm, I'm so not, I can't, if I have to make more, then that's cool, but I'm not reducing yes, exactly. the fun. Right there. Um, like as a single mom, I know that what I consider fun is very minimal to begin with. Um, but I know that it's imperative that I reward myself as I work really hard because it's just going to, it doesn't feel um, fulfilling if you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor for me. Um, while being responsible at the same time and working towards your goals. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would like to leave with the audience? Maybe like a read, um, something that's really going to like catapult their success going into 2021 um, and set them up um, for financial abundance and or freedom. 
So I won't uh, list any titles. You can contact me if you want, but I'm not going to sponsor any books necessarily right now, but in general, feed your brain. Um, you know, generally I want, you know, everybody to be reading a couple books, training your brain, understanding that your brain is the most powerful muscle in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, what you want is achievable. What you desire, what you deserve is very achievable. Don't ever count it out. You just got to work for it and understand it and create a plan. I think planning right now is, um, well, I'm just going to say it. Money Smith, she's always saying financial literacy is the new sexy. And it requires a lot of planning. It requires a lot of, you know, you know, I don't always say a lot of planning, but it requires a plan. Okay. So if anything um, you take from this is that you can do it. Don't ever write yourself off. Um, Wake up a little bit earlier. If you want different, do different. Mm -hmm. A million dollars will not be in your comfort zone. Step out of your comfort zone. Um, Welcome growth. It's okay to be wrong. Your mistakes don't dictate you or define you. But tomorrow is a new day. So what are you doing today? What did you do yesterday? Okay, cool. Let's, what are we doing tomorrow? And what are we going to do the next day? Live in the present and plan for the future. I love it. Advice, really good advice. I love it. Live in the present, but plan for the future. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to piggyback of what you said about being restricted. So I realized I never wanted to be restricted, right? But what is it that you want, right? So first, my thing will be, I would tell my clients, I was like, what is your money dial? Because at the end of the day, if travel is what you want to do, okay, so let's plan for it. So I'm not going to restrict you to do it, but let's plan for, you know, let's plan for four vacations for the year. Let's plan for whatever the case may be for a year. Um, However, if, you know, spending your money on the Dollarama, I don't know, like, you know, stuff that you, especially like a perfect example, I have a client who loves to travel, you know, buy makeup, don't use any that she buys, but she just still buys it, right? Because there's an advertisement for makeup, right? So I was like, well, you're not using the makeup. So just let's just buy what we're going to be using instead of spending like $500 in makeup that you're not going to be using. Let's focus where, what are we spending our money on, right? Because sometimes consciously we're not aware what we're doing until until we realize, okay, why did I, why do I have like five bronzers and I only used my favorite one, right? So, So that was, the other thing is just do it. You know, if you're going to start, just start because the best time to start is now instead of waiting. I, you know, all the time, I'm sure Sasha has heard this before. I will start saving when I have a better job. I will start saving when I have more money. And I'm like, you know, I have, I have sat with a lot of people. I myself, you know, had to say Malika there would never be a right time than now, right? Mm-hmm. So you just start and do it now. If you have, if you made a dollar for the day, you save 10 cents from that dollar, right? Right. Until you can get yourself saving more money from your dollar. If somebody gave you a dollar for your birthday, you save 10 cents from that dollar until you work your way up. Right. So you don't need to have a huge sum of money because when you read and you listen and you do the research of all the wealthy people, they didn't start with millions of dollars or five hundred dollars to put away. They started very small. So it's do it now. Start where you are and have a vision. 
because most people don't have a vision. That's why I think they give up on their goals and dreams, but you had them, right? It was planted in you. God gave those, you know, those visions to you. You had them. So just pull them. Let's, let's work on them. Let's action, do some action items so we can get to them. I got two things from that. So from Sasha's um, response, um, I got that um, everything becomes more achievable or figure outable with a plan. Um, and it does take a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of planning, um, working towards any goal, because if you don't have the plan, it becomes a lot easier for you to fall off track um, and go back into your, um, revert to your old habits. And then um, Malika mentioned that it's really easy to um, spend more um, frivolously when you're not conscious of your um, spending. So I think another um, thing that can be action there is maybe like spend some time with your, your bank statements and just understand where your money is going. Um, for myself, when I, I was, I've been self-employed for some time now. So when I go through my statements and I saw how much I was allocating to Uber Eats, Mm. Um, because I didn't have the time to plan my meals that like immediately allowed them to say, you know what, something has got to give because I'm not right. giving these people this much of my money because right. we're planning on my part. Um, so I think those are real, two really good um, tips. And then maybe once they figure out where their areas of inadequacy are, then maybe reach out to a professional um, to help them create a, a plan that will get them from where they are to where they want to be. Um, so I just want to thank you ladies for your time so much. You gave us so much um, good tips and knowledge um, that we can action and or look into, hopefully so we can make a change for 2021. 2020 has been full of a lot of uncertainty. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people are looking for more um, stability um, and maybe freedom in the future. So when, if or when a rainy day similar to this comes along, um, they're more prepared um, and it doesn't throw them off as much because there are people that are still profiting um during this period those that were prepared um and set themselves up for success so i want to thank you guys again um yeah and that's that pretty much wraps up our podcast today thank you so much guys thank you so yeah. much i did want to just leave um contact info if that's okay where for you sure. can find us um yeah. i'm on instagram as sasha vela vias and victor e-l-l-a so it's sasha vela realty um, and Queenship is on Instagram at queenship.united. And uh, you can find me at sashavella.ca as well um, for all of your real estate and financial uh, questions and needs. And um, it's never too early to seek uh, advice or to contact us to have a conversation. Right. So, I, so I, my business Instagram is the Prosperous Finance. I know it's a long title, but I guess if you just put T H E P. R it's going to show up and it's O-R-S-P-E-R-R-O-U-S-F-I-N-A-N-C-E. I know I just messed that up. Let's try that again. <laughs> okay. T-H-E-P-R-O-S-P-E-R-O-U-S-F-I-N-A-N-C-E. So I'm on um, Instagram. That's my Instagram handle. And also I am on Facebook as well. And yeah, you can always contact us, um, either leaving an email. The email is the same as well as the Prosperous Finance. Um, follow um, Queenship United. And yeah, you can always contact us. We do give complimentary financial needs and analysis to help you um, get on your way. So you can always give us a shout out, email, anything, and contact us. Thank you very much for having us. It's Thank, so you. <laughs> Thank you for putting this together.
No problem. I'll just hyperlink um, all of your contact information in the little write-up for the podcast. So everybody can um, contact you guys if they um, need any real estate and or financial advice um, and or strategies um, moving forward. So thank you again for your time. This is an amazing recording. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Thank you so much for inviting us. It was so amazing. And everybody can I take talk- a picture? Yes, actually. So I was trying to take a picture over here and I'm like, I don't even... I don't have that much light. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to stop the recording. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, you can still keep going. I'm just going to stop. As always, the work doesn't end here. Remember to apply the gems you picked up because the magic truly is in the doing. We've got this globe thing under control. Maddox is Maddox. Until next time. <laughs>